Welcome to another episode of Movies and a Meal, a podcast where we talk about movies and other things while we eat. I'm your co-host, Ben, and in this episode, you're going to hear Keith and I's thoughts separately on the Hulu movie No One Will Save You, starring Caitlin Deaver. And then Keith's going to close it out with his review of The Creator, the new John David Washington movie from director Gareth Edwards of Rogue One fame. While I have the mic, I might as well go ahead and do the plugs. You can always reach us at moviesandamealog at gmail.com. We're on Twitter at moviesandameal. And you can always just find us on any place that you would find a podcast, Apple Podcast, Amazon Podcast, iHeartRadio, anything like that. But here's Keith. Tis the season for horror, of course. And then we'll save you on the Hulu Now from writer-director Brian Duffield and starring Caitlin Deaver is the mostly great new addition to check out now. The trope of mostly silent horror slash sci-fi slash home invasion has been tried before. And yes, this movie packs a lot, sometimes too much, into its tight 90-minute runtime, but there are still many things that work well here and make it definitely worth your streaming time. First and foremost, of course, is Deaver, who I've been a fan of since way back in her stunning work in season two of Justified. Since then, of course, she showed her comedic chops in Booksmart and dramatic side in Unbelievable, one of the best Netflix limited series of all. But this is really her showcase, and in a mostly silent movie with really just one impactful line of dialogue, she makes the most of it. The mostly no dialogue format works well here to escalate the tension throughout. And when that one line of dialogue comes, be ready for it. It gives this movie all of its power, and it made me pause it to take it in. So what is this one about? Deaver plays Bryn, who we find out early on is isolated and alienated from her community, living in the house she grew up in and dealing with the dual grief of the deaths of her mother and childhood friend. From there, the story just gets fun, and in the last third, truly WTF nuts. The full range of emotions Diva runs through is a wonder to behold. Along with that genre fun, this one aims high at being a profound take on grief, and without too many spoilers, that's where this one will be divisive and fell apart a bit for me. I appreciated the big swing, but Duffield packs a whole lot in the final third. I don't mind the genre switching, and I often love it, but this truly insane ending really didn't mesh well enough with what came before it. But I know Stephen King and Guillermo del Toro are fans of this, and I mostly am too. I love the next person up spirit of horror, and Duffield is definitely someone to watch. For a genre mix that genuinely terrifies and in the end will leave you scratching your head in the best ways, I'll give this an affectionate three stars and say catch it on Hulu for sure. I'll keep my review short since Keith already made a lot of the points I would have about this movie, but I will second his opinion that Caitlin Deaver is great in this movie. And it's just really fun to see a young actor's career have this upward trajectory. You know, like Keith, I saw Caitlin Deaver first in Justified. And she's just made some really good career choices over the last couple of years. And it's just really fun to see what she's going to do next. There are not a lot of young actors, I think, who could carry a movie like this without any dialogue and basically be in every scene and act wordlessly all through expressions and body language. But she really makes it work. I also want to give a hat tip to Greg Duffield, the director. I just feel like horror is a great genre to try new things. Obviously, this isn't the first silent movie, especially in the horror genre. You could point to A Quiet Place or even something like a few years ago with Stephen Lang, that movie, Don't Breathe. But it's just really well executed and these movies are fun. Again, the horror genre, you could do a lot. It's interesting. And I think I'm going to give this movie a three and a half out of five. I knew it had a limited release in the movie theater, and it's one of the movies that I kind of wish I would have seen in the movie theater, but you can still get a great experience on Hulu, and I recommend you watch it. Again, I'll give this movie a three and a half out of five. Now here's Keith's review of The Creator. 
I've been looking forward to The Creator ever since I first started seeing the trailer several months ago. And if you like epic sci-fi for adults that has tough questions and delivers a visual marvel, this one is for you. That's not to say The Creator is perfect. In fact, far from it. But even for its faults, it's definitely worth seeing on a big screen near you while you still can. As everyone knows by now, this one comes from Gareth Edwards, who has his supporters and detractors, but I'll always have his back as he keeps trying. And this is also Edwards' first movie since Rogue One seven years ago, and that one stands out as my favorite Star Wars big screen saga. We all know by now also that that one had to be rescued by Tony Gilroy, who went on to create the sublime Andor that sprang from it. That just made me even more curious to see what Edwards can do with an $80 million budget on his own this time out. The result is a fascinating muddle that often still entertains in intriguing ways. But of course, a little about the story here, which with his AI-inspired sheen is familiar to anyone who watches sci-fi movies aimed at adults. John David Washington, who needs to be at the center of big movies like this as often as possible, is excellent as the former soldier Joshua Taylor. The tricks that are played with time are among the many pleasures of the creator, but just know he's a soldier in the war between America and the emerging artificial intelligence created after a nuclear weapon was dropped in Los Angeles. And add to this the story of a protagonist navigating a hostile environment as he attempts to deliver a stranger to safety and is even more familiar. So what sets the creator apart? First and foremost, the performances that drive its strong emotional core. Washington carries this with wounded resolve and he's excellent throughout. Gemma Chan is his equal. Like I said, shades of everything here, most obviously Blade Runner, but the story, which teeters on the verge of hokum throughout, is still what hooked me. It's some redemption for Edwards and co or Chris Weitz after Rogue One, so all the sweeter if this one catches on after a slow box office start. What keeps this on course is what does the best of sci-fi, a story that asks all kinds of questions, but even when it gets heavy-handed, lets you make up your own mind. And a hats off for that to young Madeline Yuna Voiles, the AI child who becomes Joshua's charge, and she's equally up to the task. Yes, this is quite possibly the single worst time to make a movie that asks you to cheer for AI, and the American forces here are far from the most nuanced big bad, but the emotional core of Washington's Joshua, Chan's Maya, and Voiles' Alfie, as Joshua christens her, just makes this work for me. The rest I'll let you discover for yourself, but just know even with the, of course, heavy CGI needed at times, there's still an almost handmade appeal to the best scenes here. And full credit to one of my favorite X slash Twitter follows, Stephen Gibbons, for this insight. It indeed also owes a lot to Apocalypse Now 2 and the best action scenes here in New Asia. And for an $80 million budget, all the better. But did anyone see this? The box office so far isn't great, with full credit to Box Office Mojo. Now in its second week, it had made through nine days about $39 million worldwide, $20.5 million of that domestic. Not bad, but far from great. Like I said, this one isn't for everyone, as the box office shows, but for a movie that shoots big with questions about humanity and is also a triumph of world building, I mostly loved it. So in spite of its at times hokey story, I'll give this three and a half stars and say check it out if you like the declining lane of smart sci-fi for adults.